KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. With Oz the Great and Powerful, Disney has produced two spectacles for the price of one. The less remarkable of the pair is the movie itself. It's a relentlessly energetic, effects-laden fantasy directed by Sam Raimi about the origins of the wizard in The Wizard of Oz. He's played by James Franco, who finds some fun, though not a lot, in a pedestrian story that follows a potholed path through the enchantment-free zones of a 3D theme park. The other spectacle is really astonishing. It's that of an entertainment behemoth betting vast sums of money on a film with a questionable concept, a prequel that not only invites but demands comparison to a peerless treasure of American culture. The wizard of the new production is a wily faker like the character played by Frank Morgan in the 1939 film. He's the Dorothy of the piece because this is a pre-Dorothy prequel. His journey to Oz is certainly scenic, and there are three witches, which is one more than before. They're played by Mila Kunis, Rachel Weisz, and Michelle Williams. The movie is all about special effects, and they're impressive in a suffocating way. Still, it's instructive to reflect on what's missing here by recalling what made The Wizard of Oz one of the most beloved movies of all time. Judy Garland, yes, of course, was there ever a more stirring performance, and Ray Bolger, Burt Lahr, and Jack Haley, and on and on. But no lessons can be learned from nostalgia for long-dead stars and superb vaudevillians or from turning their inimitable film into a shrine. Tastes change, popular culture transforms itself. What this new Oz might have borrowed from its predecessor, though, is what allowed Garland and her colleagues to be great, a sense of drama that still resonates with contemporary audiences. Remember what happens even before The Wizard of Oz gets to the tornado? Dorothy sings a sublime song over the rainbow, then loses her precious Toto, then recovers him. The relevant lessons aren't in the cuteness of the pooch or the matchless song or even the use of music. They're in the urgency of yearning and despair that the song and Toto's loss convey. In contrast to the present hero, a shallow scalawag bent on self-improvement, Garland's heroine wants what everyone wants, to be loved, to feel safe, to find her heart's desire. And she wants it with perfect emotional clarity. It's still devastating when Dorothy, who has lost her way, cries, I'm frightened, Auntie M, I'm frightened. The lessons of Dorothy's traveling companions are still relevant, too. The scarecrow wants to understand the world around him. The cowardly lion wants the courage to live his life. And the tin man wants to fill the empty can that serves as his chest. Oz the Great and Powerful is another product of movie studios that have lost their way. It's a tin man of epic proportions, bright and shiny, with no heart. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.